This is episode number 205. How can I help others level up with Scott Ferguson? Welcome. My name is Oleg Lohid, and this is the Overcoming Odds Podcast, where you get a glimpse into the stories of individuals who have overcome adversity, suffering, and struggle in achieving their personal success. This podcast was built by you and for you to help you overcome adversity, suffering, and struggle in achieving your false potential. Before we get into today's episode, I would like to make a few quick announcements. First one being an invitation to our upcoming call this Saturday called Courageous Conversations. This is something that we started approximately one and a half years ago, maybe even closer to two, with the intention of bringing our community even closer, as well as creating a space for each and every single one of us to be able to better understand our own individual journeys. If you would like to know more details about how to join any of these upcoming calls, please leave us a message at overcomingodds.today to which we'll respond to you with all the details. The second announcement that I would like to make is in regard to our show, and that is if you have liked any of the previous episodes, or if this is your first time tuning in, please consider leaving us a review on iTunes, Facebook, or Google so more people can hear these inspiring and courageous conversations. Now, let's get back to the show. Scott, welcome to the show. Thanks, Oleg. I appreciate you having me on, brother. I've uh, been stoked about coming on. I had you on an episode 170 of mm-hmm. Time to Shine today, and you really brought it, and I hopefully I can get to that level like you are, <laughs> No, I appreciate you, and I appreciate the friendship and the connection that we've developed. You know, I know much of it revolves around sports and just being yeah. from Michigan, and but also having the adoption and everything that we've experienced. Yeah, exactly. um, I know that you and I initially wanted to talk about this topic of leveling up, which I know that that is probably one of the foundations of your show yes, sir. and what you choose to do. And so I'm curious to hear maybe one angle to approach this conversation is what does it actually mean to level up from your lens? Leveling up is my lens would be complete progression. Um, and not regression on a daily basis. I mean, people can either progress or regress. Uh, bottom line, they can never stay the same. And if you think you can, you know, I'm almost 50 years old and I look at pictures of me even 15 years ago, I look a lot different than I even did back then. So, you know, you're always consistently changing. And I always just feel like it's a, it's a sin and not so much from a religious standpoint, but like sin in a Greek origin of the word is missing the mark. And I think that you're sinning if you're not trying to level up every single day and bring the best version of Scott Ferguson every single day that I can and doing it in the service of people, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, do stuff you love in the service of people that love what you do. And that's just what I really, really uh, base the foundation of my version and lens of leveling up. Where do you think that comes from? You think the military <laughs> played a big role in it? You know what, man, like yourself, um, I have a deep story. You know, I was born in 72 um, from the, during the uh, Vietnam War era. And my father was American. Mom was Filipino. Um, my dad knocked her up and uh, he died in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. And so at the time, I was a bastard child and the Philippine government was taking the bastard children that were males away from their mother and shipping them to the uh, country of Spain because Spain owns or controls the Philippine Islands. So at the time, my mom was like, you know, I don't want him to do that because no one 
everything's bad that's happening to those males. So I ended up getting adopted by a, a Air Force couple or the adoption process was started. They brought me back to the States. They, uh, the woman who was gonna adopt me, her father went, uh, got sick, died, and she went schizophrenic and they dropped me off in an orphanage. So I lived in an orphanage for a while, got adopted by the family I call my mother and father now. And they started to raise me, but then they got a divorce a year and a half after I was um, adopted. Um, I had to become an American citizen, um, went through a lot of different steps, a lot of different families, got passed around, and I didn't find my home in anything until the military. In the military, I had people that were coming from diverse backgrounds. A lot of thing is in the military is that people usually just don't go in the military. I mean, I was there during the wartime, during Iraq, but before there was a lot of peacetime. People just don't go in the military. Like, um, it's usually the people that, you know, are uh, you either go to jail or to the military. Um, you lost a scholarship like I did or go in the military. Um, you know, so basically you're around a lot of misfits for lack of a better term, but you band together and you, you make friends for life out of these, right? Mm. And so I had that. And then when I got out of the military, I was kind of lost a little bit. And I started into personal training people. Um, and also, you know, working bartender and bar and bouncing. And I just also fell into the real estate business. And I'm, a, you know, a, not to brag on myself, but I'm a top producing agent here in South Florida. And, but I've went through a lot of the downtime too, when the market crashed in 08, 09, and had to rebuild from that. And basically had some really epif epiphany moments to really level up. So I started Time to Shine today to have a place for people to come to that's safe, um, to help them level up on a daily basis. I got about just coming up on 80,000 subscribers. That's um, awesome. I interview people like you. If you want to go to episode 170 of Time to Shine today, I interviewed this fantastic guy that's interviewing me now. And I'm able to give, give, give till it hurts so good, great content for free to people. And that's mm -hmm. my version of leveling up, man. It's, it comes from a past of abandonment um, and, and building a community around it. So we don't want anyone to feel like they have no one. That's our, that's our motto. You bring up a really interesting point regarding military. And I can't say that I've heard that perspective before that, or the two things that you mentioned, like you either go this way or you go that way. Right. I've, I've, I've been curious. I have handful of friends that chose to go into different branches of military, but to this point, I still haven't been able to understand, like, why did they choose to do that? You know, I know for one of them, it was to be able to, I think he went into National Guard, and his big reason was to be able to pay off student debt. He was in a lot of student debt at the time. And so right. he figured that, okay, if I enroll through whatever the programs they're able to offer, like I can offset thousands and thousands of dollars. But then there are others that choose to go into it for completely other reasons. And I I personally have never had the desire mm -hmm. to do so. And so in you sharing your own perspective, it helped me kind of see differently. Like, okay, if you don't know where to go, that might be a, a place that can help you find a sense of purpose. Do you think that purpose comes from just the discipline and the overall experience that something like that is able to offer? Or is there something else that people like myself are not aware of? You know, you, you take 84 people in boot camp uh -huh. and they're all from diverse backgrounds, man. You know, most of the kids are 18 to 20 years old, but you have some older, you know, when I say older, like 30, 30, I, we had a guy in boot camp that was 32 years old and this was in 1990 and you take 84 people and you make them uh, march 
in cadence at the same time. You make them uh, get ready to and feel comfortable going to battle. Um, you build a camaraderie between people that are that is untouchable and in the other sense. So some of the people they'll go into the military um, for that family feeling, that connectedness. Mm. You will. Um, other people, like I said, they're not forced into it, but the judge will say, listen, you know, either you go to jail for 18 months or you can go in the military for two to four years. And so they choose that route. And this, every single one of them that I know that were in that boat are like excelling today. Um, Cause again, I'm, like I said, I'm coming up, I'll be 49 next month and I'm rolling up on that 50 and I still keep in touch with the Facebook phenomenon from a lot of the guys I served with mm-hmm. back in the early 1990s. And like, we're all thriving in one way or another. And I attain, uh, you know, I say that that really comes from military background. You mentioned discipline, but yeah. not just that, but the, um, just the camaraderie, the community, the family. I mean, I can definitely relate. I think having lived in an orphanage myself, yes, it's just a similar yeah. thing. You know, like right. the di- level of discipline that I think we were taught. I mean, taking care of yourself, doing certain chores. You know, if you have, if your socks have holes, like figure out how to sew. It's right. all to you. Like it, it right. really does teach you that sense of independence. And I think sounds like your own experience has done a similar thing throughout your life. Absolutely, man. And also you have weaknesses and everything like, man, it, it sounds so trivial, but I couldn't make a bed if I had to. And, but there was a guy there that was, um, again, lack of a better term, a weakling, he couldn't do anything physical. So he kind of made my bed and I got him through the physical part, you know, <laughs> so it's like you, you, you help out with weaknesses, you know, nobody's strong everywhere. They all have them, you know, I mean, I can't, paint i can't do anything like that like i'll help you move furniture but anything that has to do with work i can't do it but i have friends that can mm-hmm. and then when it comes to real estate or negotiating i'm the guy that can help you with that where they probably couldn't so what you learn in the military is you find strengths and weaknesses and uh, and then that's really it all goes back to leveling up period so moving forward then do you double down on your strengths rather than focus on your weaknesses or do you try and get a well-rounded perspective by working on both I don't work. Okay. Weaknesses that can be worked on. I work on them, but weaknesses that I can farm out and have somebody else do that'll make my life a lot easier. I'll do that. Um, meaning like if I'm in real estate, say, you know, my job is to, um, negotiate. My job is to prospect. My job is to, uh, Close deals, you know, we, we always say, you know, we, we need to prospect, buy, sell, negotiate, close. That's the thing. So if like, it doesn't include like writing up, you know, marketing material, stuff like that. So I'll take my weaknesses and send it to the people that can. And I, I attain that to a really good friend of mine, Leah Woodford, that said, you know, get your asking gear, you know, mm. which I'm always asking for help. I'm not afraid. I'm not ashamed to ask for help. For one, time is a commodity we don't get back, right? You know, that's a cliche, but it's true. And it takes more time for me to do stuff. Even with my podcast, I'm great because I have the face for radio. Like, you know, I have the voice for it. But when it comes to like, the only thing I do is interview the person and do the show notes. Everything else is farmed out to interns over at, you know, Florida Atlantic University. I do have a producer that I pay. But it learned, I was taught to not double, like if, if you can find somebody else better to do it, they can do it better than you, then, then pay the money and get it done. Because that time can be allocated to the things that matter. 
Yeah, I was just having that conversation actually with a friend of mine. He said the same exact thing. You know, instead of trying to like create the strengths out of some of these what appear to be weaknesses. Right. I mean, even in the case of selling a house, think about right. how long it would take you to calculate like a loan, how much the person is qualified for and like, you know, <laughs> doing the whole thing regarding the mortgage. I mean, that could take months and months alone, just mm. trying to figure out on your end before yeah. you can make something presentable to them. So sure. I'm completely with you on that. The other thing that it got me curious about kind of your own story and the different things that you've done throughout your life, what do you do when you feel like you're not leveling up? I mean, do you beat yourself down? Nope. <laughs> um, there might've been a time, but man, I'm so fired up all the time. And, you know, it's funny. People said, Fergie, what's your resolution this year? I'm like, man, I don't want to meet a stranger and I want to make someone smile every day. That's, that's the only thing. So when I'm going through adversity, I look to serve others mm-hmm. and I, and it will come back to me. Now that I had to learn that through time because it can be frustrating because you don't see it happening now. You know, we yeah. say at time to shine today, you know, um, inch by inch, it's a cinch by the yard. It's hard. So I take baby steps, man, inch by inch with anything, especially through adversity. Another thing I do is I overlap my happiness. Um, what I mean by that is like, like, let's say you're going on vacation and you're yeah. super stoked to go like, right. Yeah. I'm going to the keys. I'm going to have some fun and see Fergie when I'm down there, blah. but that vacation's going to end. It's eventually going to end. You're going to go, you're going to have the time of your life and it's going to end. Same with bad things. People don't realize that bad things are finite. You know what I'm saying? If I'm going through yeah. adversity, it's going to end. It's how I handle it during that journey of adversity that makes all the all of it in the world. And again, get your asking gear, start reaching out to people that know how to get through that adversity. And that's where at Time to Shine Today, we pride ourselves on, we have a plethora of people that we can connect people with, like yourself, mm-hmm. that can help people through certain situations. So overlap my happiness. So basically, yeah, I'm happy about this, but then I'm going to find something else that I'm going to be happy about and something else I'm going to be happy about. So the happiness keeps going. And it's not fake because it's all genuine happiness period. Yeah. And I also think it goes back to the point, something I believe in, and that's, I believe everything in life is temporary, Absolutely, including the pain and the suffering. Yes. You know, it's just like, and and it took me a while to understand that. Like, don't get me, (laughs) don't (laughs) get me wrong. There there were many, many years in between before I finally understood it, because I think there's a difference between understanding the concept and then choosing to actually put it into practice. Right. Absolutely. You know, yeah. and I think that was one of the things for me that really made a big difference is understanding that everything is temporary. Yep. Like I'm going through this adversity, but I also got to understand that, I mean, there's a time time limit on that. Yeah, for time it's frame. finite, man. That's what we say. You know, it's going to be fine. It's finite. No matter what happens, it's finite, period. Mm-hmm. It's going to end. Now for you in regard to that mindset, where did that come from? Do you remember who influenced that? Like yeah. what triggered you to start thinking that way? You know what? It, it, I had a mentor that was really hard on me. And uh, he told me when I was just like, I blew up at him, you know, and he told, hey, watch this movie. It's called Van Wilder. It's, it was in the year 2000. And it was uh, Ryan Reynolds. He's a huge star now, right? You know, he mm-hmm. plays Deadpool and stuff like that. Great guy. And, but there's a part in the movie where he said, don't take life too seriously. You'll never make it out alive. And that's where I attain everything that I do. Like, I am the biggest goofball. Oh, look, if we were to ever hang out, you'd be like, <laughs> such a goofball, dude. Right now, there's a time to be serious when you're representing clients or if someone passes away, unfortunately, something yeah. like that. But, bro, I'm never serious, ever. 
I am having <laughs> fun. Um, my friends have got to know that I'm going to tease you and you can tease me and it's all fun and games. That's where me, I don't take life too seriously. I mean, you'll never make it out alive. That's just, you know, and, and get busy living like Matthew McConaughey, L-I-V-I-N. You know what I'm saying? That's mm-hmm. how I am. And that's genuinely me. It's not like behind closed doors, I'm sulking and no, dude, I love life. It could end this afternoon. I could get off this podcast, and go get crunched in a car. And why would I want to be sad? That's just my, my take on it. And that's how we want others to really level up through it and understand that, you know, I went through my little brother's suicide, man. You know, I've went through losing people and friends in Iraq. You know, I've been through a lot of stuff. Not, only, not to mention orphanages like yourself and mm-hmm. getting passed around from family to family, you know, um, so it's like, and all that ended, you know, I mean, it's finite. So the memories will be there, but I keep the memories not behind me, but under my feet, the bad memories under my feet. So I can step on them when I need to be, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, my mentor said, you know, they make the, the rear view mirror smaller than the windshield for a reason, man. There's a lot to see, you know, there's mm-hmm. a little bit to see here though. So I step on that stuff. I don't even put it behind me. I step on it. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, the man. whole concept of car. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. It is. And in, in, you're driving a car, you're supposed to be living in the moment. <laughs> you're supposed yeah. to be present and not texting. But that's the truth. It's the best analogy I've ever been taught, man. You know, and again, you know, I just regurgitate what my mentors have taught me. You know, I believe that you need to mentor people. You know, I believe that the more you mentor, the more immortal you become. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's like you more you can teach and teach and teach what you've been taught Mm-hmm. You know, like Tony Robbins. Yeah, he's great. But he, he's regurgitating in his own way what Jim Rohn taught him and Jim Rohn what Earl Nightingale taught him all the way back to freaking Marcus Aurelius. You yeah, know what I'm saying it's it's a continuous and I want to always pay it forward. I always want to level up and, and help others level up period. How do you so how do you create that bond, though? Because that's another question I've been curious about the whole concept of mentorship. Because, you know, my experience has been I, to be honest with you, all the people that are mentors within my life, I don't think there was a single time where I went up to them and said, Hey, will you be my mentor? Right. I think it just like naturally happens. Yeah. It naturally yeah. develops. But my for- mentors, Oleg, don't, don't admit they're my mentors. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Sam Mizraka yeah. and Gary Shapiro are good, very good friends of mine now. They're in their 70s, mm-hmm. but they won't admit they're my mentors. I call them my mentors. Yeah, you know, because they because I could go to them. Sam was super tough love, bro. He was mean, Napoleon complex, a really little guy that just get in my face and stuff. And he's the one I blew up at. And then Gary was just super laid back. We'd go have cigars and just talk. I, I was his personal trainer, man. And we'd go have cigars at night and a scotch and just talk about stuff. And he'd pass on. I mean, he's the number one builder in Michigan with a company called Ivan O. Huntley. You mm-hmm. know, he was big in West Bloomfield, Bloomfield Hills. And he would teach me, you know, stuff and how to talk to people and to pay attention and listen. Mm-hmm. Period. Two ears and one mouth for a reason, bro. I'm the same way. I think with between my mentors, uh, in fact, I remember I was having a conversation one day and one of them had said, I just consider you a friend. Yeah. You know, there's no like hierarchy, but it really gets me curious as far as for people who are looking for mentorship. And I've been approached by this for, I mean, quite a few times, like, where do you start? What do you do? How would you even, um, how would you even summarize that process? You know, like, Cause it's so much more than being able to go to someone and say, Hey, will you be my mentor? Like, how do you, how do you begin that relationship? I try now that I'm in a position and I guess at the age 
-hmm. physically, if you will, to mentor people. And I kind of start doing it with just on automatic pilot. That's how I do. I, I approach people that I see that light and, or even if I don't, and they're just down in the dumps, I kind of approach them and just start asking them questions about their day. And then the more that we start getting to know each other, the more powerful the questions become, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. So if you're younger though, you know, I mean, I, I encourage you to get mentored um, in the best place to start is a book, mm-hmm. you know, people dead, read dead people, you know, that's what I tell them. And then that will really start opening up your brain to start attracting the people that you want to be around, then those people will end up turning into mentors. So, you know, not all readers are leaders, but all leaders are readers, period. Every single leader I know reads, bro. That's interesting. And so I really believe that start in books and that will start opening your mind because your subconscious mind is going to start absorbing that. And if you're reading the right books from successful people, or even if you're religious, Jesus Christ, or even get into Martin Luther King, Gandhi, whoever, they were leaders and they surrounded themselves with community like we do at Time to Shine today to help them level up. And then all of a sudden you'll start that this subconscious mind is going to be like, dude, I need to start talking to people like this. And it'll start controlling your conscious mind to start doing it. So just start reading, man. That's so powerful. What's a book that shifted your perspective? The book that shifted my perspective was called The Traveler's Gift by Andy Andrews. He's a Christian dude. He's a comedian, mm-hmm. um, but he wrote a book. And what happened is this guy um, lost his job. It was a business parable. Lost his job, lost his, uh, his daughter's dying. So he thinks he's going to end it. He's going to drive his car into the tree. Well, he wakes up in 1944 and Truman's, Harry Truman, the president of the United States at the time office, the day before he was going to drop the bomb in uh, Hiroshima and Nagasaki in Japan. And it was a big decision he had to make. And it's the first, uh, the first decision in your life is uh, responsibility, is taking responsibility. It's the ability to respond. You know, it's, that's, that's what responsibility is to me. It's rooted in the word. And then he meets other people like Anne Frank for courage. You know, the, the Jew that was in the concentration camps and stuff that died, you know, King Solomon for wisdom. So he goes through and it's just a fantastic book. And then obviously there's a happy ending, but it's the book that really made me think, you know, why not reach out to people (laughs) to really level myself up, you know, and, and talk to these people either through reading, you know, or, by meeting people. So my books, my three books really are The Traveler's Gift, um, The Go-Giver by Bob Berg, mm-hmm. and um, pro- probably, um, you know, uh, Napoleon Hill's Thinking Grow Rich. Mm-hmm. You know? Do you think people come into your life in a similar way when it comes to this chapter approach? Because I've noticed this thing to, to be true. Many of the relationships and the connections that I've been a part of, I can today look at every single one of the people and then be able to articulate like one theme that they've mm-hmm. passed on to me, similar to what you just, you, you know, described, like looking at Anne, Anne Frank and then having that sense of courage. And I mean, happiness. I look and happiness and I look at the same exact way. Like I look at all the individual people within my life and I can immediately articulate that one theme, that one skill that they passed on to me. Do you have a similar approach when it comes to people or is there something else? It's funny you say that. That's a freaking awesome question because i use the mastermind method right Mm -hmm. and so i have a mastermind of people alive and dead that when i come into a situation again getting my asking gear i have a certain situation that's applied to every single person at that table 
You know, that's interesting. So, you know, with again, you got courage. You know, you have Martin Luther King, bro. You know, it's like that dude's courageous, no matter what people's thoughts are of him. Um, he was a very courageous man. So I'll dig into certain readings. You know, I read, bro. I read like six books a month and I highlight and I just, and I build what's called a learning journal and every book that I read and I type out physically the notes from it. And I've been doing that since 1999. And I wasn't typing, I was writing. I have journals like this high of, of thoughts and that are getting wow. transcribed into my Google keep. And so I can go through and I can just do a search of sadness or I can do a search of business or real estate or you know anything and that those quotes will start coming up that I pull from the book and mm -hmm. that's how I do so they're a mastermind that I have that are assigned to each level of um downness for a lack of a better term and you know like where you're just not feeling right you know to pull yourself out of it and I also have people I'm grateful enough to have people that I can call as well both of my mentors that I you know Gary and Sam but I also have friends Mm -hmm. you know, um, that I, you know, can ring up and because they know I'm not going to bitch and complain, Oleg, they're going to be like, all right, Fergie's looking for a solution. And that's what I do. Mm -hmm. you know? Now, in regard to that library, did you have that same vision when you started? Um, vision to be able what? to compile all the different notes, you know, as something to reference to down the road, or is that something that you just thought would be interesting to help you process the content? I, I'm a really good systems guy and that was brought to me a discipline of the military okay right but i didn't start what you're asking mm -hmm. until sam he's like i will meet you for lunch but i won't meet you until you read think and grow rich and then chapter eight is the mastermind and i started mm -hmm. thinking who's in my mastermind because i started to think what kind of questions is sam going to ask me and bigger than crap his first question <laughs> was who's your mastermind you know what i'm yeah. saying who's your yeah, mastermind yeah. and so you know, I started doing that. It was 1999, man, that I started doing it, compiling. And, you know, I literally have it with an intern right now and she's typing out and putting in my Google Keep since 1999. I didn't start awesome. typing it out since 2013 is when I started actually typing. Everything else was written in journals. And I should have been a doctor, bro, because my <laughs> my writing absolutely sucks. Like she'll send me a snapshot and I'm like, dude, I don't even know what that says. You know? <laughs> So, but uh, yeah, but I was building an index as I wrote and I'd be like, I'd add it to different feelings that I was having and have my, you know, the, the, where to find it, what journal and stuff like that. Now it's just easier where I can just type in a word and it pops up, man, technology is awesome. That's so, incredible. Yeah. I can definitely relate. I was actually just recently looking at some of the uh, transcripts from my doctors in, in Russia. Mm -hmm. I, I, I guess when I left, one of the things that they gave us was the full medical history. And I can't read 99% of it because it's either like all like one stroke, even though I know it, there has to be a line somewhere, you yeah. know, there has to be spacing. Um, but yeah, some of the language I tried to read and I'm like, I, I don't know how anyone could actually process what's said on this page. <laughs> and how was I diagnosed from one page to the other right. with that being the foundation? Right. So right. <laughs> I can definitely relate to it. I also think in regard to the handwriting uh, component of it, it's a practice. Yeah. I mean, I remember times where I couldn't, it took me forever to learn cursive. Yeah. yeah. And, and then you, after I'll that, tell you I what, switched. man, I have friends, Yelena Kuzmina is a really good friend, Russian mm -hmm. and bro, like she'll like, 
she's a coach, but she happens to live here in Palm Beach and she's teaching me Russian as I go along and I take every note of how to say it. I mean, I could open it right now and like read it to you, you know what I'm saying? So, but like writing Russian, oh my gosh, or whatever yeah. the language, oh wow. Yeah. And then for you to have to turn around and learn English, whoo, boy, yeah. that's incredible. You are amazing. It was a journey. Yeah. <laughs> Scott, what's the best way that people can connect with you? What do you have coming up with the podcast and anything that you're doing right now? Yeah, thanks for asking, man. Time to shine today.com slash podcast is where I'm directing everybody to right now because um, I really have not did anything else on the site. I have awesome uh, news with Sirius XM Radio. I just got, they have a new inspiration channel that launches in March and they offered me, one of my people that I interviewed happens to be closely affiliated with that Sirius and they reached out and they want four of my shows a month, which is a, is a win. That's going to be awesome. It's going to give me a ton of exposure, which I'm so blessed to have. Um, and I'm also setting up a pretty solid affiliate coaching program. And what that means is like, I, I coach five people, that's it, you know, one-on-one -on -one, high net worth individuals. It's a, it's a, it, I, I do very well in doing it and getting them leveled up and fired up and ready to rock. But, you know, I, I'm running marketing now for the time to shine today coaching family, which you're a part of and other people that I've interviewed are part of. And um, what happens is, you know, people are going to kind of come in for coaching. They fill out about a 15, 20 minute questionnaire. It's going to take them. They have to be committed. They're going to fill out a questionnaire and I'm going to take that. And I'm having someone build algorithms for people that I've interviewed and being able to say, okay, this is what the person's looking to get coached on. This is the coaches that I've interviewed and be able to send over three interviews to the individual and have them um, listen to the interviews and say, who do you want to be connected with? And I'll be able to connect the person personally. Again, I've been giving, giving, giving till it hurts so good. I haven't made a dime on the podcast except in my sponsorships, right? So basically I'm able to set it up with a coach and from there I'll set up a reciprocation with a coach and affiliate reciprocation fee, you know, or a, a basically a brokering fee. Um, so that's where we're set and we're super excited because we've did 150 interviews now um, and by we'll be at 200 interviews by the end of next month so that'll be dropped on on our platform so i'm super excited to be able to help and level up as many people out there as possible that's a really interesting concept i never thought about it that way as far as doing the coaching kind of through that particular lens like not you doing it but more so you doing almost like matchmaking yeah i'm a, between I, the two Oh, like I'm writing a book right now, which I'm putting out there. It's called Level Up Your Time to Shine. And it's the only thing in my life that I've ever invented. Like I've sold real estate since 1998 mm -hmm. and I didn't build the house. I did not make the land. Okay. I brokered it. Um, time to Shine today is 10 years old and I used to, and I still do. Um, it's built on an affiliate marketing program. Like literally right now I'm looking at the Atlantic Ocean, but in this other room over here is a whole room of swag that companies send me because of the amount of stuff I can sell to my subscribers. If it levels up your health, wealth, or mindset, I get free stuff from them mm -hmm. to do a product review and send it out to my list. And if they buy it, I make a commission on any of their products that they buy. Okay. So I said, why can't I do it with coaches? You yeah. know what I'm saying? I'm giving yeah. free content to help people level up through these interviews and might as well there, you have to be open to reciprocational again. And I don't want to preach here, but you have to, you know, people want to say, give, give, give. And that's it. No, bro. I want as well. And there's nothing wrong with wanting. Okay. And I, in getting, I mean, if you look at a plant that's in the room, that plant 
you you breathe in what you breathe in oxygen you breathe out carbon monoxide that plant breathes in carbon monoxide and breathes out oxygen there's a reciprocation going on all around us bro mm-hmm. you feel me mm-hmm. so it's like that's how i want to do i was gonna just work 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 i figured it was gonna be for free but man i have no problem saying i'm getting 300 bucks an episode by a company mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so i'm getting paid for my podcast pays for my producer everything else the stuff i thought i was gonna have to come out of pocket with but now I'm able to offer services for my coaches that I've interviewed, including yourself, mm-hmm. the people that are coming into my coaching, the time to shine today coaching family. You know what I'm saying? So That's it's just, it's a way to give until it hurts so good, but then get paid to. Yeah. I have no problem saying it because I've given, it's not like I'm just taking bro. I gave a phenomenal interview that dropped an episode 170 of you. You know, mm-hmm. my job now is to line people with you so you can coach them and level them up through your services. Mm-hmm. And, you know, of course, say, all right, Fergie, we'll work out a reciprocation fee to you. Mm-hmm. You know, fun. Do you have a website for all this? Nope. It's being built. <laughs> but the, um, the way I'm going to work it is if I refer people to say you, then mm-hmm. it'll be your website slash TTST and you would set up kind of a link that makes sure Affiliate. that mm-hmm. I am affiliated with you. Um, so most coaches that are serious, um, and most people have companies that are serious will have some kind of affiliate link, or they'll go to a free plugin with WordPress or something, and they'll install it on there. And that way I can just make sure that, and then a lot of it's going to be handshake agreements, man, you know, cause the volume of stuff that I'll be referring to coaches, it'll be fine. We'll, we'll be taken care of. Thank you all for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. If you haven't done so already, please consider subscribing to our future episodes so you can receive all of the latest content. Also, if you like what you heard, please consider leaving us a review on iTunes, Facebook, or Google so more people can hear these inspiring and courageous conversations. Once again, we thank you for listening and we look forward to having you next week.